Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 433 of her, the podcast where you're going to hear the truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her herbs. That's right, her herbs. <laughs> Chef Abby and I are just laughing at that one because I kind of, that just rolled right out of my mouth. Um, and of course, the one and only Chef Abby Gelman is going to be helping us navigate a few herbs or two or three. And before we begin this wonderful episode, just know that it's made possible by our sponsor, Solaray Vitamins, S-O-L-A-R-A-Y. And boy, if you run on over to solaray.com and just hit the word herbs, all heck breaks out because we're going to be talking about at least three of these today, and you can learn so much more about the ingredients and things that Solaray is able to provide you through their herbs. And once you hear about the health benefits that are evidence-based, well now, between wonderful fresh produce and the way we're going to be talking about cooking, etc., so fresh food as well as supplementing with some extra herbs from Solaray. So let's put it all together. Run on over to solaray.com to learn more. Now, this is your first reminder to hit iTunes after the episode to rate and review the show because we love to hear from you. Don't we, Chef Abby? We do, always. All right, it's time for her. The podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about her. So everybody out there knows Chef Abby Gelman is our culinary nutritionist. And we nabbed her. Actually, she's kidnapped. She's actually living in a kitchen that we set up because we don't want anyone else to have her. Why? Because she is so multi-talented, just a bundle of joy. And that means, oh my gosh, a master's degree in nutrition, as well as registered dietitian and a certified chef. So all rolled up into one wonderful human being. And that's our chef, Abby, which means that she not only knows how to work with food in the kitchen, but she also knows all about the biochemistry and can educate about the health benefits and why we're doing this in the first place. So that's my big thing about Chef Abby. Did you like that, Abby? I really worked on that one. I thought it was wonderful. <laughs> no, we could record it and then you could just play it when you're having a really crappy day. You could say to yourself, that's me. That be me. There's no question about it. That was a good idea. <laughs> well, you know, we, you know, we've talked about so many vitamins and minerals, you know, whenever we get together. And I thought today we might kind of hop into some herbs. So I ran it by you and you just jumped on that because you're thinking, ooh, we have some original neat things to be able to play with here. Yeah. So let's start in with the first one, turmeric. What's this whole thing? Curcumin. So tell us about this a little bit. The difference between, well, what is, how are they related? I'm, I'm, come on, I'm just like teeing these suckers up to you. You got the bat in your hand and here it comes for the home run. <laughs> go for it. All right. So when you go to the grocery store 
Turmeric is what you're looking for. So it's in a lot of Indian food. You might see it in North African or some Mediterranean dishes. It's very bright yellow, orangey. So you often see it in the spice aisle as a ground spice. And it can make whatever you put it in that same bright yellow color. It does actually come as a root to be used as a spice. And it looks kind of like ginger. So it has like that brown skin on it, but the actual flesh of it is bright orange. So you can use it that way as well. It's just easier to find and easier to store in that ground format. And the active ingredient in it, which actually is probably most of what we're going to talk about, is this thing that you mentioned called curcumin. And that is what helps us with all of the benefits that we're going to talk about. Okay. All right. I'm sold. I mean, how many of us, raise your hand out there on the Herb Podcast land, have actually utilized this, you know, in your own cooking, also in supplements? Raise your hand, raise your hand. <laughs> you know, mine are definitely up. So let's look at it a little bit more. There's something that's interesting. It's bioavailability is not super, super great, but I didn't know this until I did a little homework, always doing the homework, always learn, that if you consume it with a little black pepper, the natural substance in the black pepper enhances the absorption of curcumin by 2,000%. So, you know, a little bit of black pepper. How interesting is that? I love my nutrition synergies. So that's one of my favorite ones that I like pulling out as a party trick. Yeah. So if you have make a curry, for example, just put a little bit of black pepper in that curry along with that turmeric and you're and look at, and look what happens. You absorb 2,000% more. It's amazing. I just think that that's wild. I mean, I'm going to remember that at my next party. Like, hi, I'm the smartest person here at the cocktail party. And I'm going to tell you something that none of you knew. Of course, I didn't know it either. All right. Now, what's it good for? Well, I personally, as a physician, have heard it was really great for anti-inflammatory. As you know, the basis of most disease is inflammation. And you want to tamp that down as much as possible. Obviously, healthy living, the wonderful nutrition you always teach us, Chef Abby, physical activity, which is what I rant and rave about on a daily basis, getting great sleep, stress management, all those things help tamp it down. But sometimes things just happen. It's interesting. Scientists believe that chronic low-level inflammation plays a role in all kinds of health conditions, as I just said, everything from heart disease to cancer, the metabolic syndrome, that's the type 2 diabetes, Alzheimer's, all kinds of degenerative conditions. So we don't want any of that. What we'd like to do is mitigate it. So what can we do? Well, as it turns out, curcumin has been found to be an anti-inflammatory compound. And there have been a multitude of studies that have shown that it can tamp down inflammation by using the typical inflammatory metrics. That's good. So that's actually using curcumin for medicinal purposes. So for chronic inflammation, that's very cool. 
it also increases the antioxidant capacity of the body. What you don't want is oxidative damage. And that's the kind of thing that happens because of but not only typical aging per se, but you know, you walk by someone who's smoking a cigarette and you inhale some of that. Hello, oxidation. And the same thing with walking near heavy traffic, all that nasty pollution and, and back and forth. So we're constantly trying to struggle to control oxidation in a big way. And studies have shown that curcumin is actually a very potent antioxidant. Hmm, we like that. All right. What about the brain? What about the brain? What do you think, Abby? Well, supposedly it has something to do with the neurotrophic factor in our brain. So neurology and and all of the good stuff that's happening in there, mental health and all of that and depression and Alzheimer's. So it helps with all of those things and keeping us healthy, keeping our brain healthy. I love it. And and people actually measure something called brain-derived neurotropic factor. Wow, that's a mouthful. So we call it BDNF to keep it a little bit shorter. And that protein plays a role in memory and learning. And a lot of that's found in very discrete parts of the brain, like the hippocampus. And one of the things that is great about curcumin is studies have shown that it's been linked to decreased levels of this BDNF protein. This also affects moods like depression in addition to dementia. So that's kind of cool stuff. I like that. All right, what else can it do? I didn't know a long time ago before I started popping my little curcumin and making sure I got it, you know, especially on days when I'm running around like a, you know, a crazy person and sometimes getting all that produce and everything else in is hard. It's also great for your heart disease. It's really interesting. It's been found in studies to be able to improve the function of the endothelium, that's a lining of your blood vessels. Hey, sign me up every single day. I want that. And you know, the more I think about this, how do you cook with curcumin? I mean, what do you do, Chef Abby? I'm thinking, you know, it's easy enough to take my supplement, but I also love it in my own cooking. But what do you do as a chef? I use it. So I am a big fan. I know we've talked about this before of roasting all sorts of veggies. And when I roast them, I usually use some sort of oil, salt and pepper, but I often will also add whatever spice mixes I feel like having that day. And I typically use one that has that turmeric and curcumin in it. So it might be more of like a curry spice seasoning today and tomorrow. It could be more of something that's a little more Middle Eastern feeling, but they all have that turmeric in there and you can make it warming spices with cinnamon. You can make it a little bit brighter with lemon juice. You know, you can kind of mix and match, but I usually add it on veggies or sometimes I'll use it in making a curry is a really popular way to use it as well. You'll see if you eat any Indian food, you'll see it in curry quite a bit. Huh. No wonder they're so healthy. I'm just saying. (laughs) Oh my goodness gracious. All right. Well, you know, there's also been a little science on cancer prevention as well, which I thought was kind of interesting. It's been 
found to affect cancer growth and development. Some studies are quite compelling, and they actually say it can potentially contribute to the death of cancerous cells, reduce what we call angiogenesis, and that's the growth of new blood vessels in tumors. We don't want them. We want to kind of strangle those those tumor cells so they can't get nourishment. So that was fascinating. And then reduce metastases, and that is the spread of cancer. And so there is some new compelling evidence. I would just basically tell everyone to follow this closely and make certain that whenever you're undergoing treatment, whether it's heart disease, cancer, or other, always discuss this with your healthcare provider and show them the data too, because sometimes they don't know. Because to this day, wait a minute, wiping away tears, nutrition still is not taught in medical schools. Ah, uh, okay. So we'll just sort of, I'll get off that little soapbox right now. All right. And then, of course, you know, we alluded to the brain and decreasing dementia. Arthritis is interesting. You know, I have two German shepherds and one of them is now 13 years old. Now he's like a master's athlete. So he's the equivalent of like 85 right now. And yes, he has arthritis, but he's still rocking. You know, he's a little slower, slower rocking, but he's rocking with my seven-year-old German shepherd who's just out there and tormenting bushes and fire hydrants and trees and whatever else he can find. So I just found that there's a pet supplement that is curcumin. And I thought, how in the heck? But it's for arthritis and it's for decreasing inflammation because, of course, our arthritis is a form of inflammation. I kept thinking to myself, huh, how's he going to like this? I mean, is he even going to grab it? And he grabbed it right out of my hand. Why? Because he put cheese in it. <laughs> <laughs> they're not idiots. You know, they're like, okay, you know, you want to get a dog to eat something? slap a little cheese in there. But, you know, I mean, I'm willing to try just about anything. So for humans and for, it's actually why I take it because I have some osteoarthritis, you know, appropriate for aging. Look, if you've hit the age of 50 and you don't hurt somewhere, you have not lived. Okay. I mean, you know, I've got like a body that's been all over the place, running and swimming and biking and driving people crazy. And it's a short drive. And I'm just saying that arthritis is a piece of the action. So I love it for that. And I think that it it most definitely helps in a big way. I just think the bottom line is everyone should be adventurous about utilizing it. And if you're not interested, like if, if curry's not like kind of where you're at and all that, for your cooking, then obviously just run on over to Solaray and grab a the curry supplement. It's easy enough to take. Of course, they make the supplements orange. You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Now, what I'd like to do, I just love talking about curcumin. Oh, but there's something else I love to talk about too, and it actually has something to do with sports, and that is drum roll, beetroot. How about beets. Some people go, ew, beets. And I'm like, I really like beets. And they come in all kinds of colors. So tell us about beets. I love beets. And I. it's so funny that you say that about the colors because I often 
will get the candy cane beets, which are like pink and white striped or the golden beets, which are yellow orange, because I want to see all the colors. And as we've talked about over and over and over again, also the different colors are different antioxidants, right? So we want to have those different colors. So I usually just bake them. Like I'll wrap them whole. I will not touch them other than washing them. I wrap them individually in foil and I bake them in the oven. So they're essentially steaming in that foil. And then that outside peel comes right off in the water. And then I throw them in the fridge and they're cooked and ready to go. I can cut them up and put them in a salad. I can cut them up and put them on my dinner plate. I can puree them and put them into a bean dip. They're just there, always cooked, ready to go, and it's super easy. Oh my gosh. I tried that in the smoothie as well, and it was boing, purple. Um. (laughs) (laughs) But those are good, you know, post-exercise recovery smoothies. It's It's great for that. Well, actually, there's all kinds of interesting new ads about taking it for athletic recovery and also allowing you, well, let's go right into the nutrients for crying out loud. First of all, it's low calorie, so you don't have to worry about that. Eat the whole damn thing. I will warn you out there, if you eat a purple one, you will pee purple. Yes, exactly. And I've met people who didn't connect the dots and thought that there was something wrong. But yes, it will happen within 24 hours. Many people forget that. So they go to a friend's house and they have a beet salad. And then next thing they go, they're they're freaking out. They're like, oh my God, I just peed blood. No, that's not blood. That is beets. That's the beet dye. That's kind of what is a very natural thing. What is in beets anyway? They're low calorie. If you look at a serving of a boiled beet root itself. It's only 44 calories, whoopee-doo. It has a taste of protein, 1.7 grams. It's got basically no fat in it, just a teeny you know, nanogram of fat. And yeah, it's got about 10 grams of carb, but you know, of those, two grams are, are fiber. So you'll be regular, I'm just saying. It's got folate, manganese, copper, potassium, magnesium, vitamin C, vitamin B6, and iron. Phew! All in one little guy, right? So what I'm saying is it's really worth it to find it. Is that a seasonal thing with beets? Yes. You can usually find them all year round, but they generally start cropping up more in like end of winter into spring and summer. Cool. Okay. And all of these things, what's really interesting is all of those ingredients and beets are really awesome for growth, development, heart health, bone formation, brain function, nutrient metabolism. It's just crazy. Energy production. It's just wonderful. It's a beautiful, wonderful way to be able to nourish yourself And if you've never really tried it in a big way, listen to what Chef Abby just recommended and give it a whirl because I think it's absolutely fabulous. I use it primarily in salads. I love it when I go to a a restaurant where they have the multicolored beets. If anything, it fools people. They don't realize that's actually a beet that you're looking at. Yeah, and I often see them pickled in restaurants. Ah. So I feel like 
if you are someone who likes pickled veggies or pickles, it's a great way to try them also. Okay. And why is it good to have pickled food? Da, da, da. Probiotics. You got it. Friends right. with benefits, as you like to say. Exactly. So you're in your microbiome in your gut, all those little bacteria are saying, bring it on. It's really healthy for your microbiome. So whether you have a real pickle pickle or just pickled food, it'll work. So in this case, it'll be beets and you get, you know, a double, triple, quadruple benefit here once you consume. Research has also found that beets are pretty good with regard to blood pressure, which is kind of cool. Now we're going to go to something that's important and that's athletic performance. Another drum roll. Now you've probably seen a whole lot of, you know, interesting ads going on about, you know, how important beets are to physical activity and this and that. The dietary nitrates found in beets may enhance athletic performance. You got me at at enhance. That's the part we like. Okay. So what are these nitrates? They affect physical performance by improving the efficiency of mitochondria. Mitochondria are little engines in each of the cells. You want to keep that engine rocking and rolling here. And they produce all of the energy for the cell. All right. So in one study, beetroot juice. Now that's another way to take it, which is kind of cool. I've actually used that in smoothies sometimes when I'm too damn lazy to actually do what you said to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> so beetroot juice, it could enhance endurance by increasing how long it takes to become exhausted. So this actually then kind of boosts your aerobic performance and the efficiency of athletes when they're actually out there doing whatever they're doing. So it's been shown in specific sports, like in cycling, to increase oxygen use by up to 20%. So that's what we meant by beetroot potentially increasing and enhancing athletic performance. Here's another quick little kind of sidebar note. It's important to note that blood nitrate levels peak within two to three hours of consuming the beets or their juice. Therefore, it's best to consume the juice a couple of hours before training or competing to maximize their potential benefit. So you got to time this thing out. So whether it's the juice or if you just simply grab some of those wonderful beets that are sitting in the refrigerator or actually utilize the supplement itself. Just follow the instructions carefully so that you can get optimal benefits from using this. And then interestingly enough, just like we said for curcumin, the beet juice and well, basically beet root may actually help fight inflammation. There's a lot of that going on. You know what I found I mean, I'm just going to go out there on the limb. Uh Uh-oh, I'm going to fall off the limb Mm, way out there. And that is, ever notice how when you grab fresh produce that one of the health benefits is always decreasing inflammation? Always. All fruit, like fruits and veggies. Just eat fruits and veggies, right? That's it. Isn't that funny, Chef Abby? I'm just laughing my head off because it's like, oh, let me just, you know, be surprised here. It's almost like, well, here comes the next health benefit. Oh, no, it decreases. <laughs> it's 
I mean, do you think Mother Nature would make fruits and vegetables if they didn't decrease inflammation? I don't think so. I don't think they can. I mean, it's crazy. Have you ever met a fruit or vegetable that increased inflammation? No. I, and now I'm going to be like, hmm, let me think about it, but no. I just find that interesting. And as we mentioned before, the beetroot also improves digestive health too. So that's a very good thing. And once again, brain health, and there may be some wonderful anti-cancer properties. And most importantly, there's just fun things to do with it. All kinds of recipe tips. You mentioned salad, but what about a dip? Oh yeah, you can totally zip it up with some beans and you're making essentially like a bright pink hummus or a bright pink bean or, or lentil dip. Yeah, it's super fun. You could even put it probably with sour cream, kind of sky's the limit, or yogurt. You can make a yogurt dip with it. Absolutely. I know a million years ago, I had my very first borscht. Mm, delicious. Okay, yep. tell us what that is. It's beet soup. Yeah. <laughs> It's something that the Eastern Europeans and some folk in the Northeast Asian countries have used for a long, long time. Borscht, you know, it always kind of made me, you know, there it is. It's interesting. I didn't know you can cook and actually enjoy fresh beet leaves. Yeah, just like, so a lot, if you buy your produce mostly at the grocery store, you might not always see that. But if you go to the farmer's market, or even like a Whole Foods or, or something that has more produce that shows kind of the whole of it. Beets have these beautiful greens. They look kind of like Swiss chard, but yeah, you can saute those and, and you have beet greens along with your beets. I just think that this is so cool. And once again, I want everyone out there in the Her Podcast land to follow along and realize, oh my gosh, I'm starting to hear the same thing with all these herbs because they're healthy. Here's my hammer. I'm just bashing over the head with the fact that all of this is just so healthy and wonderful. Whether you have it in whole food form, however you do that, or you have it as a supplement, it's just wonderful. You know, and why do we do supplements at all? Well, gosh, I say it all the time. Sometimes food is not enough, meaning that... We can't always count on having a terrifically diversified diet to be able to include all this. We make ourselves crazy. So you have to look and see. Remember how I mentioned about a little bit of osteoarthritis, you know, because of all my years of athleticism and other things. So for me, it's a functional thing for the curcumin, say, for instance. And since I am an athlete, then I'm obviously looking for everything that's natural that will enhance my athletic performance, which is why I like my little beet salads and also my beet supplements too, to be able to help enhance. So let's do the final one. Do, 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 and here it comes. It's all about ginger. I love ginger. Tell us about ginger. I love ginger. I'm going to tell my trick because I feel like it's going to blow your mind. You know, when you go to the store and you buy ginger and it always cut, you get a lot, right? It's a lot. So what I usually do is peel it either with a knife or you can also peel it with a spoon. That's my first tip. It should come off very easily that way. And then I will cut it in pieces, maybe one or two inch pieces, put it into a freezer bag 
stick it in the freezer because then it stays fresh. And it, when it comes out and you're going to add it to something, it's so much easier to grate it. None of the little strings come apart and it can go quickly and easily into whatever you're making, whether it's a sauce or a soup or something else. Then you have it all the time. Easy peasy. What do you like to put it in? I put it in everything. I really enjoy ginger. I do a lot of like sauteed vegetables. So I often will use some ginger when I'm sauteing different veggies. I, during the winter time or the cold season, I will often take some ginger and put it with hot water because it helps to kind of clear out my passageways. Also, if you have a stomach upset or you feel a little sick, same thing. So you're essentially helping your digestive system and, and all sorts of things that way. And I use it sometimes in baking. I think it's nice in a, in like a nice muffin or some sort of apple dish, maybe. It smells so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It just, oh, I love the smell, especially in baking, et cetera. So what's going on with ginger? What up with ginger? Okay. Let's see. Well, it's interesting. There's an active ingredient in it, and it's called gingerol. I just love that. Of course, I've took, you know, a little ginger today to, you know, kind of crank up my gingerol. This has actually been used as medicinal, just like so many of the other things we talked about today, with all kinds of different cultures. And to your point, it aids digestion, reduces nausea. How many of you ever gotten like the flu or something? And you're saying, oh my gosh, or even the common cold, lots of people just use ginger in tea, for instance. That's an easy, no-brainer way to do it, or certainly in something that you're having. What do you use for, like, if someone had a cold and they wanted to grab a little ginger, and in addition to tea, is there a soup? Yeah, sometimes I'll use like a bone broth, let's say, or chicken stock or something like that, and I'll put ginger in it. Excellent. So it just makes it accessible, even if you're not feeling really quite up to having a real meal because maybe you're a little out of it, a little sick or whatever the issue may be. Gingerol is a natural oil. There are other oils in ginger itself, but gingerol is the big guy. That's the most important bioactive component And this is really why you have so many wonderful benefits, which are, here it comes again, anti-inflammatory, sound like a broken damn record, and antioxidant, right? And research all backs this, and it reduces oxidative stress. Here we go again. And so can you imagine, let's just step back for a second. We just talked about curcumin. We just talked about beets. Now we're on to ginger. And oh my gosh, what if you had a diversified dietary intake where you had a little bit of this all the time, here, there, and everywhere, all week long? Can you imagine? You're really kind of treating yourself with Dr. Mother Nature. (laughs) It'll also force you to plan ahead and also maybe even do something radical like C-O-O-K, like do a little cooking, and it's like a new idea these days. So that's one of the reasons why you and I are talking about these three. I want people to see the commonalities to realize that, wow, I really didn't realize 
how much of a treasure chest Mother Nature has gifted us with, with fruits and vegetables. So when you keep saying, Chef Abby, fruits and vegetables, sometimes people like roll their eyes and like, oh, I've heard this before. Now what we're doing is going deep. Yeah, absolutely. And all of these things we're talking about today, I know I talk a lot about how to make it taste good, right? So if it doesn't taste good, we're never going to eat it. But adding ginger, adding turmeric, adding all of these different herbs and spices and roots and things to our food make it taste better in addition to all of the benefits that we're talking about too. I love it. Okay. So, oh, we talked about nausea, but it's not just like the, you know, nausea that comes with maybe say, you know, you have the flu or something like that. But, you know, how about pregnancy related nausea? There have been studies that show that it really does, it's quite effective against that nausea. Also, at the same time, how about people who are undergoing chemotherapy? that nausea can be quite profound. And there's no question that ginger can be effective there as well. Once again, I give that caution. It's exceptionally important that you always discuss things with your mm -mm, healthcare provider because you want to make sure you're doing this as a team. Don't be doing any little pull out a surprise. You may be amazed that after all the years that your healthcare provider has been doing whatever, whether they're an oncologist or internist or family, whatever, that they may have actually have a few tricks up their own sleeves and have heard about so much of this. You can imagine they're probably not that surprised. And they may even have some really cool ways for you to be able to integrate some of these herbals into treatment therapy. That's cool too. There's something interesting. I thought this was kind of fascinating. Ginger can actually maybe potentially help with weight loss. Ha! See, told you. Wait a minute. You got me at weight loss. What? There was one review that was done in 2019 that said that ginger supplementation significantly reduced body weight. And that's kind of interesting. And it may be part of it is that reduction of inflammation. Maybe that's a piece of the mechanism of action. Again, the best way to be able to reduce excess body fat is by eating whole foods. Listen to Chef Abby. <clears throat> Listen to her. And obviously get physically active, sleep well, stress management. You heard me. It's the broken record again. All right. Now, I thought this was cool. There's that osteoarthritis poking up again. It can actually help with osteoarthritis. So I was like, I'm all in. So actually, you know, I found a bunch of teas. I have one that's ginger and turmeric. There's a whole bunch of combos out there. So since I'm a woman, I like to multitask. It's actually my second career. It's like, how many things can I cram into five minutes? And when I have that tea, it just tastes so wonderful. It smells wonderful. And then I say to myself, turmeric and ginger, I must be doing something right. So osteoarthritis, wow, that was kind of cool. So that adds to my armamentarium helping me with all of that. It also helps to lower blood sugar and improve heart risk. Ginger also had a little effect on menstrual PMS, menstrual pain, since that's behind me, I'm kind of like, oh, okay. I'm sharing that with all of you who still have that delightful little monthly occurrence. Just saying, there will be relief soon, 
girlfriends, just hit 50 and let's rock and roll. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. And then finally, you know, it may actually help lower cholesterol. That's kind of cool. There's brain health again. As a physician, I heard about in medical school that it might help fight infections. And so I looked it up and it was like, hmm, some intestinal infections and some yeast infections, skin infections. So, you know, I thought, hmm, yeah, I just need to see more evidence because I'd prefer to do that. So how about adding ginger to your diet? Back to you, girlfriend, starting with all kinds of recipes. I'm a chicken person many times. I mean, I'm kind of flexitarian, so I'm kind of like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but you know, you can add ginger to anything, right? I mean, I mentioned a few ways how I do it. I often will just take it out of the freezer, like I mentioned before, and I'll use a grater and grate some with some garlic. And maybe that goes onto a chicken breast, like you just mentioned chicken. So maybe I'm sauteing some chicken with the garlic and the ginger. Maybe I am adding the ginger into a marinade. And that's what I'm using to marinate veggies or chicken or fish or something like that. It goes really well with fish. It goes really well with veggies, chicken. You could use it in a marinade for steak. You could even use it if you eat any dumplings or anything like that ever. Oftentimes, you'll find ginger in a lot of different types of Asian cuisine. It's very, very prevalent. Put it in juice. Well, you know, there's combinations too when you're kind of adding a little something special to it. I love orange ginger, that combination. Love that taste. And the same thing with lemon ginger. That makes sense because ginger with citrus, and it's probably a lot of tea is like that as well. You can get a lemon ginger tea or things like that. But yeah, it'll go well with lime, maybe grapefruit or something a little different too. But yeah, citrus is great. I love it. So ginger, whoopie doo. All right. So we have now covered turmeric, which has the curcumin. We've got the beets and ginger as well. You know, if you run over to solaray.com and just hit the word herbs, 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 then you're going to be able to find all of this. I never accept any kind of sponsorship if I don't use that particular product because what's the point, right? And so I really feel like there's great science behind this. And for all of us who sometimes can't get in all the perfect little, you know, colors and produce during the day, this is a beautiful way to be able to even it out. And again, individualize it. If you have a little owies like osteoarthritis, you have some chronic inflammation from other issues going on. And again, always have a conversation with your healthcare provider, especially if you have a condition, for instance, nausea from chemotherapy. So just be careful, individualize, pay attention to yourself, be your own best advocate for that. Chef Abby, once again, a fount of knowledge. All I want to do is move into your kitchen and have you cook for me 24-7. And you know, the thing is, I would feel so healthy because I've seen what you cook. It's delicious. It's fabulous. And I, I just, you know, feast on your YouTubes. How can people learn more about what you do? Sure. They can go to Instagram, Chef Abby Gelman, or to my website, chefabbygelman.com, or YouTube. All the videos are there also at Chef Abby Gelman. 
Fantastic. And your book is? The first one is still the best one, the Mediterranean Dash Diet. So it's all the different countries around the Mediterranean Sea and it's lower sodium. That's that dash part, but all sorts of wonderful flavors, a lot of ginger and some turmeric's in there. Definitely some beets are in there. So check it out. We just sort of complimented right into what the book is all about. Chef Abby Gelman, once again, Ah, we're so blessed to have you on the show. It's so much fun to hang out with you. I almost forget we're on a show. We're just having fun. I know that the, our listeners out there on the Her Podcast land are just taking notes furiously and, and trying to understand. But again, grab the book and make certain that you advocate for yourself. Chef Abby, thank you so much for being on the Her Podcast again. And a shout out to our sponsor, Solaray.com, Solaray Vitamins and Herbs and Minerals. Just go to Solaray.com and today hit Herbs. Oh my goodness gracious, what a great episode. I'm so happy to be here. I am Dr. Pam Peak, host of the Herb Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peak or Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peak MD. Remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on Radio MD, iTunes, Spotify, all the platforms, blah, 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 because I'm out there and I'm having way too much fun. And today was episode 433, <gasps> sweat coming off my little forehead. Good grief. You know, when we hit 450, I'm going to do another little, ha- it's every 50 I do a little happy dance episode that's all about me. So it's going to be coming up soon, soon, soon. All right. Well, listen, everyone, thanks for being here today and for listening. Stay safe and stay well.